0: All right, can y'all hear me okay? Awesome. So today's reading that I'll be reading comes from Sirach 15 verses 15 through 20. Are any of you all well versed in Sirach? All right, yes. (laughs) When I saw this on the lectionary Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I had several thoughts about um, the title itself, given that it's not something we are typically familiar with hearing on a Sunday morning. Um, But when I saw it on the lectionary, it made me very excited um, to just take a deeper dive into exploring this text more. But I'll share in a little bit after I read um, why we don't typically hear it on Sunday morning and, and go from there. So I am reading from Sirach, which I hope I'm saying correctly, 15 verses 15 through 20. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. All right. If you will, you can keep the commandments. And to act faithfully is a matter of your own choice. He has placed. Oh, sorry, I'm reading the NRSV version. I am going to read the inclusive version. I have both on my paper starting over. (laughs) Suraj 15 verses 15 through 20. You are free to keep the commandments. It is in your power to be faithful. Yahweh has placed fire and water before us all. Each must choose one. We have before us life and death. We are to choose whichever we prefer. For God's wisdom is immense. It is all-powerful, all-seeing. God sees everything in all creation. Nothing escapes God's eyes. No one has permission to sin. None is given the strength to tell lies. We hear the voice of God through these words. All right. Let me start by giving you a little bit of tea on Sriracha. Let me give you a little bit of a lesson for those that don't know, which I had to do my own exploring. So it is perfectly fine. um, If you're not as aware, but it was written in 180 B.C.E. by Ben Sira. Greek manuscripts would have referred to it as the wisdom of Jesus, the son of Sirach. In the original Hebrew, it was something like the wisdom of Yeshua. For 15 centuries, most Christian churches and Christians would have regarded Sirach as a part of their Old Testament. But when when Martin Luther and early church reformers came along, Sirach became re- relegated as a part of the Apocrypha, which is a limited version of what is now the Protestant Old Testament. So Roman Catholics and Orthodox Christians regard, c- regard Sirach as canonical, canonical or a part of the canon. So there you have it. I also learned through this that Ben Sirah was what my NRSV study Bible referred to as a man of his place and time. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it says, and I quote, his opinions on many social issues, especially on women and slaves may strike modern readers as benighted or even outrageous. So, while I was coming to this book, sirach I thought, oh my goodness. <laughs> this is gonna be fun to explore, and it still is. Um, it just like was very grounding um, to learn of whom it was written by which I think we can also look at other books of the Bible and have other correlations as well. But another liberating fact for me was it allowed me to come to the text in a new way. Whereas we might read scripture and be familiar with it in some way, or we've heard it in a scripture or have, a connotation on it of which we might have to do our own deconstruction on or do our own work to come to our own understanding on what it is. So it was fun for me to come to this and not have heard it preached in a sermon before and on top of that another liberating fact was thinking about if Sarach was left out of what we now know as the Protestant Old Testament, can you imagine how many more voices were left out, um, how many people on the margins had stories that they were sharing and telling or, or might not have been written or written and not included. Um, so it brought me liberation to find and read Surach in this way. One thing that we see in verses 15 through 20 is this freedom to choose and how it is expressed and shared, which looking at different texts in the Bible, sometimes we see a specific direction um, or a choosing between what might be right or wrong. but. Sirach in this instance gives us a freedom of deciding is, is it good or is it bad? Which direction do I want to go? It made me think of choices that we all have the ability to make for ourselves, the way that we see other people make choices in their own lives on the day-to-day basis. So I know most of you might know this, um, but I come to share um, something that has been fun for me in this past year has been truly step in, stepping into creating my own path, um, whether that has been through being a creative preaching pastor here or also doing Reiki and sound healing. Um, But another way that I earn income that has been very fulfilling for me is I take dogs on what is called these dog adventures or off-leash hikes. Did y'all know that? Okay. Some of y'all knew, but now y'all all all know. So I take these dogs out to South Austin and Onion Creek Trail if any of you all are familiar with it and all the dogs that we take have a certain recall um, so that they stay together as a pack or they listen um, and come back to us if there's a lot going on and they want to adventure but occasionally you can see a dog that is on the brim of making a choice to stay with the pack, to come in to listen, or to go out. And is, you can see on their face, a decision of, is it worth it <laughs> for me to come back or will I have more fun? <laughs> if I go play over here for a little while. So I have a lot of dog stories. <laughs> <laughs> and it is with us as well. It makes us think about the choices that we have before us. And not only whether it is a good choice or a bad choice, because. Neither could be true. They could be both good choices, just depending on which direction we want to take or what route we want to go on. It helps us as we look at Sirach 15 verses 15 through 20 to gain greater permission to create our own roadmap or look at the roadmap we're on and decide which way to maneuver and go. So as I was preparing for this sermon, I was listening to a lot of music, which I always listen to music. I love music. Um, But I felt inclined to listen to this musical group called Beautiful Chorus. Yes! (laughs) Yes! we've got one anyone else okay well i'm going to encourage you all to go listen to a song or two from beautiful chorus it is a group of women um, that really have short succinct songs um, that are typically choruses but they revive them in such beautiful, meaningful ways. And a lot of them include mantras or just affirmations um, that are really grounding. So I was listening to beautiful chorus hymn of spirit. And it reminded me of a song that I wanted to share with you all this morning. I have a feeling that you all will know this song. Um, So feel free to listen or even sing along. The song is Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary.
1: Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary. Pure and holy Tried and true With thanksgiving I'll be a living Sanctuary For you Lord, prepare me
0: So in reading and thinking through Sirach 15, and specifically verse 17, there is a choice between life and death. And naturally, if we're choosing between the two, I think most of us would venture towards saying what do we need in order to have life? What do we need in order to live in our truth? But while I was reading this, I couldn't help but imagining the ways that all of us die in many ways and are rebirthed on a continual basis to be greater and newer and growing versions of ourselves. So the aha for me, the epiphany, isn't so much in the choice that we have, but the steps we take in the decisions that we have ahead. It is the aha for me, is the process that we have in making difficult. Decisions, or even the indecisiveness sometimes in discerning the best way to go. But one of my favorite things to do in my own personal journey and spiritual practice is to utilize different systems or different modalities to help me reflect and connect with source. So I don't know what that would look like for you. I'm sure we all have our own spiritual practices, whether it is tie-dyeing, whether it is journaling, whether it is meditating, whether it is singing, whether it is being in nature. What are the spiritual practices that helped you reflect so that you can continue to discern what decisions to make, for myself many of those things that i've just named are the things that have helped me um, self reiki and meditation has helped me um, shameless plug that i'm also doing a group sound healing for peace two weeks away so i'm just saying mark your calendar I think that is also a great way to discern or have greater connection in bringing clarity through sound. But whatever it is for you to name what spiritual practices help you. There is also someone I watch um, called Lee Harris who is an energy worker, um, someone who I would call a clear channel Um, and every month he releases these energy updates um, where he's kind of tuned into what is happening in the world around us and how we'll be impacted or affected by it. Um, And one of the things that he said in this February energy, energy update, Um, was connected to releasing old identities. I don't know if any of that is hitting y'all right now, (laughs) but I am definitely um, feeling that in many ways and it's causing me to reflect and look back on things that I am releasing and things that I am stepping into, the things that I have said yes to in the past or no to in the past and really looking at those decisions and how it affects me moving forward. So the epiphany for me is looking back over my life and offering my younger self gratitude for decisions that I've made, that have made me who I am today. And even acknowledging the missteps in giving myself love and gratitude and acceptance for the resources I have available within me and around me to make decisions of integrity within myself and in, in alignment with how God sees me. So as we come to a close this morning, I think that you all will continue to see the trajectory from me of, we, of in which we are embodied and doing things that we connect, not only to the things that we hear, but how it shows up within us as well. So as we close this morning, I have an exercise for us of setting an intention, or giving yourself love for a decision that you've made or a decision that you will make to come ahead. So what I want you to do is just take a few seconds to think of a decision that you've made just recently. It could be something as simple as I'm grateful or glad that I decided to come to church this morning or it can be thinking about a decision that you've made recently or something that you're looking to make ahead. Something that you might need discernment or groundedness in. So just allow whatever naturally comes up for you in this moment to come and allow it to be present with you. You have something in mind or are still thinking about what that one thing might be, I ask that you put one or two hands if you feel comfortable on your chest or heart. And I will sing us out with, Lord, prepare us to be a sanctuary, and end with a prayer.
1: Sanctuary for you. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true, with thanksgiving i'll be a living sanctuary for you if you would pray with me
0: spirit creator god thank you thank you for this moment of reflection Thank you for gifting us with the many ways that we see newness and giftedness and growth within ourselves and within the communities we belong. Spirit, I ask that you continue to give us the guidance that is necessary, even if it is just taking one single step forward not having to have it all figured out but trusting that you are with us that you will guide us and that we are connected to resource as we go on our day thank you spirit for all that you are